With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Reverend Karen Healy from the Spiritual Path Spiritual Church, and we are so happy to invite you all from everyone around the world to come and listen to our divine service this morning. Please sit back, and we hope that you find something out of this service that will inspire you in some way. So let's sit back, get comfortable, and enjoy the service we have prepared for you this morning. So now I'm going to turn the service over to Reverend Pam Lemon, and she is going to do the seven principles. Thank you, Reverend Karen. The seven principles of spiritualism. First, the fatherhood of God. Second, the brotherhood of man. Third, the communion of spirits and the ministry of angels. Fourth, the continuous existence of the human soul. Fifth, personal responsibility. Sixth, compensation and retribution hereafter for all the good and evil deeds done on earth. And seventh, eternal progress open to every human soul. Thank you. And now... We're going to have Reverend Marilyn Fair do the healing part of the service. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. We're going to start with the healing prayer. Divine Spirit, please send the light of protection to all that need healing. Here and around the world, we ask that you stay near to us, keeping us safe. We ask that your light shine down upon us giving us the strength and faith to overcome the obstacles that were placed on our path. Divine Spirit, we ask that you send healing to those who are in need of help today. We ask that your healing light surrounds us and makes us whole again. Let your light, love, and power restore us to perfect health. Amen. Now, I want you to think of a loved one, a friend, a relative, or even your pet that might need healing today. You may also, of course, send healing out to the world. At this time, you may send healing to everyone risking their own lives to save others. And you may need healing today yourself. As you are sending healing or asking for healing for yourself, know that your healing thoughts matter. Know that you matter. 
you may now think of them and yourself as safe, protected, and healed. Know that the universe, the divine, surrounds them, protects them, and keeps them safe as well as yourself. Know that you are loved. Know that your loved ones, friends, relatives, pets, and the world are surrounded by God's love. All of us have wondered, what is our purpose in life? Follow your heart and soul. Listen to that voice that whispers to you. Your dreams and desires will come true when you follow your heart. No matter what you do, find meaning in it. It is our purpose in life to be happy and joyful. Consciously choose the good things. Choose the things that brings you closer to your divinity. And remember the law of attraction. You attract what you send out to the universe. It does come back to you. When we live through love, our choices become easier. We can achieve more when we are living in the present and not letting our past burdens rule us. Life goes on. There is always something fresh and new that will come into our lives. Sometimes we need to make changes in order to go forward. Sometimes we need to change our path. And sometimes we need to go in a new direction in life. As H. Gordon Burroughs said, it is easy for us to express love, but hard for us to be love and to live love. Spiritual love connects us to all of life. It does matter how we live our lives. It matters how we treat each other. Think about everything that you do. Is it out of love? When we live through love, we grow in compassion and forgiveness. Just remember, our purpose is love. Thank you. And now I'm going to turn the service over to Reverend Pam Lemon, where she will do the homely. Thank you, Reverend Karen. When planning my homily for today, I was inspired by the fact that March includes International Women's Day. There are many women in history who have helped shape our cultures and advancements. As I thought about many of the spiritualist women who could be honored, the first who came to mind was Emma Harding Britton. She was born in London in 1823. At a young age, she showed ability as a psychic medium, giving messages to those who lost loved ones of whom she had no prior knowledge. She became involved with the spiritualist movement at that time in Great Britain. We are most familiar with her as the one from whom our seven principles were established through the spiritual message of Robert Owen, whose son, Robert Dale Owen, transcribed. I was curious about her life because it was my understanding and embracing of the seven principles into my own religious beliefs that led me to become an assistant minister in our church. 
As a young adult, Emma traveled to America in hopes of spreading the word of spiritualism. She was not only involved in the early spiritualist movement in America, but also women's rights. Her speeches were inspiring. I could see why she was regarded as one of the most respected individuals at that time and over the history of the spiritualist religion. She traveled by train across America as far as California and all the way along she was greeted by crowds who came to eagerly hear her orations. When you think how different it was during that time that the written word and speeches were the main method of spreading information. It was astonishing that a woman could become so well known that crowds would come from far distances to hear what she had to say. After reading several of her speeches about women's rights, I found that her addresses would appeal to both genders as she explained that men and women were not created to oppose one another, but to complement one another. She always gave spirit credit for what she said. In one of her speeches given in 1859 on the history of women in America, Emma explains why equality in education was necessary in order for all humanity to advance. She explained the need for women to learn anatomy as it would help them tend to their children more effectively, especially during illnesses. She wrote, Who but the mother tends to the sick child, and not only in body but in spirit, but the gift of affection and love a mother would usually give. Given that logic, she emphasized that if women could study such a concept, it would make it right to allow women with that desire to train as a doctor. The other concept was studying as a teacher to be allowed to become a college educator. At that time, only men were able to teach at the college level. If you realize the time of her life in the mid-1800s, there was really no equality for women in colleges and higher professions. She encouraged men to open the doors of the universities to allow women to pursue careers, to further the goals of society, and to improve all forms of government and advancements. She spoke that both boys and girls alike should be trained to learn about respecting each other for what they could do or were trained to do, and that every child could have the opportunity to train as a teacher or a physician. She described that following one's desire was not only important to a person's earthly life, but to a person's continuation in the spirit world. 
spiritualists believe that as we advance to the spirit world, we all have the opportunity to advance in all aspects of growth and development. When Emma was giving her speeches, she credited her words as inspiration from spirit. Her orations drew large audiences of both men and women. Although she promoted partnership, not differences between men and women, she was a strong advocate for women's rights. Her approach of bringing in the concepts of spiritualism in that life continues was an important part of her message. All partake in the continuation of life. And it seemed her message was one of getting the most of the earthly life before progressing to the afterlife. It would help the advancement of every living being to do this. In reading some of Emma Harding Britton's speeches from 1859 to 1857, I found her messages to be, as a profound speaker, she def- and delivered many powerful messages throughout her public life. When I thought about how it must have been in that time period, I realized how different it was from what we have in our modern age. Think about it. There were no electronics, only the written word to inform people that speeches were going to be delivered. Yet astoundingly, each and every one of her orations were widely attended by crowds of both men and women. Thousands came to hear her speak. And once she became known in America, crowds would simply gather by word of mouth, knowing that she would be speaking. That one fact was so surprising to me. But as I read more of her speeches, I understood why she would have such a strong following. Her messages supported women's rights, but not by putting men down or minimizing them in any way. On the contrary, she spoke in ways to uplift all and that by giving women certain rights and with those rights, responsibilities as well. Men and women were rationalized to uplift both genders, but her take on why women should be allowed what they up to that point in history were not allowed to do was history-making. She proposed that women, by virtue of raising children, should be allowed to study anatomy and physiology, to better take care of their families, both male and female. From that logic, why couldn't women also become doctors if that's where their skills were strong? Also, become teachers in universities and college because women understood philosophy and psychology. It It was as if she was speaking with spirit inspiration because she reasoned that since all beings progress to spirit life after earthly life, 
and begin at the point they left off on the earthly plane, did it not make sense that they could start at a better point in advancement if they had the opportunity to advance as much as a man could in this life? Later, in 1869, she compiled a 600-page text on modern American spiritualism, a 20-year record on the communion between earth and the world of spirits. I was able to read parts of the text, which were very fascinating. In all of Emma's writings that I explored, I found that they reflected her humble attitude that her guidance came from spirit. In her dedication of this historical text, she wrote, To the wise and mighty beings through whose instrumentality the spirit telegraph of the 19th century has been constructed. To the beneficent and powerful spirits through whose sublime labors the immortal world can commune with the mortal dwellers of earth. This brief, fragmentary, and most imperfect record of their divine ministration undertaken at their command and executed under their supervision is reverently and gratefully inscribed by their faithful and devoted medium, Emma Harding. Emma gave recognition to Spirit for guiding her to communicate principles so important, not only to the current events occurring at that time, but also to the concepts of the continuation of life. Because she was grounded in evidential mediumship, her words of inspiration were respected and taken seriously by large audiences eager to hear about continuation of the spirit. Not only continued existence, but the opportunity to advance one's spirit to a higher level. She wrote, Our religion is love, the noblest and purest. Our temple, the universe, tis the broadest and surest. God bless you all. Thank you. Thank you, Pam. And as we think about all she did for spiritualism, and I know you did a lot of work researching her, what is one accomplishment that you think that stood out for you that she did for spiritualism or for humanity? In my opinion, Karen, the thing that stood out for me was her humbleness, that she never took credit for how what she spoke. She always gave credit to spirit inspiration, that she was speaking through spirit. And also that these were corroborated and proven that, um, that the messages she delivered 
were validated by people who heard the messages and knew who she was getting inspiration from. And I thought that was just fascinating. And to me, it gave a lot of validity to her inspiration and her words. Now, so would it, you, yeah, it was it was really it was really an eye opener for me to see how committed and devoted she was to getting the word um, that came from spirit above to out to the people to understand what spiritualism was. Do you think she put a lot of her personal gains aside to? Um go out and and help develop spiritualism? Oh, absolutely she did. I, I know she did because she had started out to be a performer and um, she put, she sidelined that whenever her, her father died. She helped support her family. That's why she got into performing. But then um, she became involved with the spiritualist movement at that time in Great Britain and was inspired then to deliver the word of spiritualism in Great Britain and helped with the establishment of the uh, spiritualist church there, but then also felt it was important for her to go to the Americas and, and spread the word there. And because there were, of course, at that time, there were uh, the Fox sisters, uh, making the news and other things that were happening throughout the United States, and so she she went there to uh, help spread spiritualism as a religion. So I thought that was she was a very strong woman, and she really stood by her principles. She could have been a great performer and made a lot of money, and she decided that she would devote her life to spiritualism and uh, giving valid messages. To, to help people. Mm. And when you did the study and research on her, what would you think the bulk of her messages were about that she delivered to these great audience, audiences that came and saw her? To me, her speeches reflected the times that were, the the current events that were happening at that time. And so... Um, she put things in a perspective so that, um, to me, she was a, a kind of a peacekeeper or a, a peacemaker that, mm-hmm. you know, that at the time when women's rights were, you know, all everybody was saying what women should and shouldn't do. She was trying to um, make a message there that would inspire men to uplift women and give them the right to vote and give them the opportunity to teach in colleges and to become doctors and um, college professors because it would uplift the entire uh, population. It wouldn't just be men against women. It was to uplift everyone. And the thing that I read that to me stood out was the fact that she felt she needed to do this <clears throat> because spirit was telling her if people can advance to the greatest level on the earthly plane, they start at 
a higher level when they reach go into the spiritual plane. So she had she was a woman on a mission, really. And she did the she, and her mission was to spread the word from spirit guides that were speaking through her. So it de- it depended on what the um what the current event was at that time. If I if I could be understood that way, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I've all I've I've read in um, <clears throat> about her in in many ways that her the crowds that came and and witnessed her were phenomenal. Would you agree with that? Yes, they were. It was astounding that they were like t- she would be going through uh, from the east coast to the west coast on a train, and there was you know there were people. The only way they knew that there was something to go see was usually word of mouth. They didn't have, they were some printed papers, but I mean crowds by the thousands on her journey across the United States would come in from all these rural areas because they knew she was going to speak and that her messages were inspired. So they would come to hear her. She would she would speak it from the back of a, a train car, you know. So it just, to me, it was like, wow. You know, today we think all these things we have, the electronics, the word of mouth, the Zoom meetings and all those things, but all they had was transportation and communication and the written word. <laughs> and she went for it all. She, yeah. she really cared about humanity, too, and how to uplift the world and humanity. And she did a great service to spiritualism as well, I'm sure. Exactly. Yes, exactly. She was always true to spiritualism. She never, she never uh, went went back. She never backslide would backslide on that at all. She was true. She to never that. wavered on her beliefs about exactly and spiritualism. Mm-hmm. And I think that I found that fascinating that you talked about that women should study. Was that anatomy? Would you would you go? Yeah. That? Yes, anatomy and physiology. She would. She, she had a, a story about how the, um, you know, the women that are raising children, even what women that are well-off and well-to-do and so forth that raise children and uh, would something would happen, they, they, wouldn't, they would know how to comfort a child or maybe treat something externally. But they didn't have an idea of what, what was underneath the skin, you know what I mean? And it was like, well, a man can study to be a doctor. A woman pretty much just, you know, takes care of the external part. Mm-hmm. And so her her thought was if you were inspired by by spirit to understand anatomy and physiology, why should you be uh even in, you know, probably in secondary school, why should you be um not allowed to take those courses? You you know, why would you always have to take the sewing and the cooking courses? And you know, when you think about it, Today, with women's rights and women have come such a long way, and men have too, by the way, because mm-hmm. there are phenomenal men who have raised children, and the women went right. out to work. Right. So uh, when you think about that, it's she was really a groundbreaker for so many things, most importantly spiritualism, because her messages came from spirit. She always said that. Even in, in her writings, she would say, this is coming from the spirit, from the spirit world. 
Well, they, they say about him that she was one of the best trained speakers for spiritualism. Yes, that one example was, uh, that example that I read was outstanding where, <clears throat> do, do you want to tell the story about that we were talking about the the general that was... No, go um, ahead, you can tell that. Go okay, ahead. there was, um, she was speaking in, I think, California, and she was talking about certain things, and um she gave a great speech, and she was it was well attended. There were a few thousand people there. So she was staying with a friend, and she um, they heard somebody come up to the door on horseback. These two riders came up on horseback, and they looked like they were sort of like, you know, military men. And the one man, he said to her, uh, could you tell me what spirit you were talking who what t- spirit was talking through you this morning at the speech you know you made and she said uh why do you have someone that you think it was and he said yes i do and she said don't tell me write it down on a piece of paper and i'll write down who i was speaking from and so they wrote down the name and it was a general some uh general of the army and it was the same name, exactly the same one. And the the man that had this military man who had come to see her, he said, you know, I thought that was who it was because all the words you said and even the way you talked, because um, I suppose in trance they said her, her voice would change to a male voice. Mm-hmm. In trance, yes. And he said her voice even sounded like the voice of this um, this officer in the in the military. And so to me, well, you know, that was validation that she really was speaking through spirit because her orations were, they were lengthy. I mean. Yeah, they um, were. They were mm-hmm. a couple hours, I think, at times. No, I'm yes. not quoting on that, but I think they were pretty, pretty yes, long. Yes, they were. And and people were enthralled the entire time. Yes. Because the messages that came from spirit, especially at that time when they were, you know, people were very interested in understanding that life continues and so to validate that and to listen to what someone has to say who's gone on to the spirit world and um you know has actually advanced as they went on they advanced in the spirit life and could and could then communicate with people that were were good trans mediums like she was Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes Yes. So we're going to close in a minute, but one more question. After doing this uh, study with her <clears throat> for today's Sunday service, what do you, what are you going to take away about her? What has inspired you about Emma? Well, I think the message that inspires me the most is that spiritualism at the very core is love and that um, that we want to live a peaceful and a good life and a life of love for all humanity and that we, um, as as much as we can, help other people when we can help other people. That's why I like our church, because we do reach out. And and that's really what's important in life. And the older I get, the more I realize that. Yes, I agree. Thank you very much. Now I'm going to turn the service over to Reverend Ashley Al. She's going to do the prayer, please. 
Thank you, Reverend Karen. This prayer is from the Book of Spirituals Prayer. O infinite source of all love, it is in gratitude that we come today to be together and celebrate the beauty of our earth. At each changing of the seasons, we are reminded of those natural events upon which we can always rely. Summer falls into autumn, just as winter blossoms into spring. And how glorious this change in the spring is. We feel renewed, for we are also a part of nature. Our hearts are light as we observe the awakening of the flowers and we realize that all things in nature have a cycle of renewal. There is no break in nature, so states the law of continuity. Even after death, we continue to grow. We give thanks today, for our souls will always continue to grow in knowledge and understanding, even in the spiritual realms. We realize that our life here on earth is designed that we may experience physically those natural laws. We give thanks for our guides in all realms who have helped us or are now helping us to learn to live in harmony with natural law. Our lives are more loving and fulfilled. Our hearts are full of joy. The promise of eternal life comforts us for we realize that just as the flowers bloom and rebloom each year, so we are also given opportunities to continue our spiritual unfoldment as the years go by. Today, we give thanks that natural law provides us with such beautiful reminders of eternal life. Amen. Thank Thank you, you, Reverend Karen. Thank you. So now this takes us to the close of the service. And when I think about all the women and the men that gave up so many things to promote spiritualism, I want to dedicate this service to them. For by them doing what they did to give up many things in their personal lives and endeavors, it opened up the door for me to become a spiritualist. Thank you. So now I want to talk a little bit. The church, you know, is closed. But, you know, it's going to be open. Yes, it is. And so we're going to have parties and gatherings and community because that's what it's all about, having your church have community for the congregation and for the people that live in the area where the church is. We are always uplifting our own congregation and also the people in the community to help them in any way we can. No matter what we do, we're always here to help in some way. And I always say this, don't think you're alone. Call the church or 
send us an email, spiritualpath1 at yahoo.com, and we will help you in any way possible that we can. And also, I'd like to say we're going to have a great event coming on um, April 24th. So go onto the web- website, spiritualpathspiritualchurch.org, and look at it. It's going to be a Zoom meeting, and I think it will help you in some way be uplifted. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to start programs here at the church that's going to help you be uplifted. That's my main goal, to help everybody out there be uplifted in some way and to help you get through the hard times as well as the good times. Because you know and I know that's what goes on in our daily living. As I close, I also want to say I hope all of you will be the light that helps people see. And I want to also say that we are still having our Wednesday night circle, and it starts at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can send me an email again at Spiritual Path, Spiritual Path Church. I'm sorry, Spiritual Path 1 at Yahoo.com. Sorry, I got that confused with the website. And we can uh, get you into the circle. I'll send you all the directions to get in. It's like a Zoom uh, circle we do every Wednesday at 8 o'clock, I mean 7 o'clock. And we have such a wonderful time with many people, I have to say like-minded people. But we, we have such a wonderful time with the people who gather on that Wednesday circle. And I'm so blessed and pleased that we can all come together and give everybody comfort in some way. So I'd like to end the service and wish you all a great week, and God bless you all. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.